As you know by now, former President Donald Trump becoming the first former president to be indicted on federal charges. 37 counts. ABC's Royal Oaks is with us from Los Angeles. Royal, good afternoon. Thanks for being with us. My pleasure. So you've had time to digest this, take it in. What stands out to you? What's at the top of the list when you think about this situation with the former president? It did take a little time to digest it, about 49 pages, and over 30 counts. I think the bottom line is that it's a multi-pronged approach by the Department of Justice. The Espionage Act violations are, are the main thing that Donald Trump had confidential information that under the law he shouldn't have possessed. Secondly, conspiracy to obstruct justice allegedly conspired with his aide, uh, Waltine Nauta. And he also has been indicted, is facing at least 20 years in prison, uh, to try to lie to the government and hide the fact that they had boxes, they moved them around allegedly, and then just false statements to the government as well. So bottom line is that uh, the government, I think, feels confident because in some respect, they don't need to flip witnesses and get witnesses to say, oh, well, I'm going to tell you what was in Donald Trump's mind, and gee, may I go home now, don't put me in prison for 20 years. Instead, they have an audio tape of a recording where Donald Trump is essentially bragging to some guest reporter or two where he said, you know, what? Well, I was right all along when I wanted to attack Iran. Uh, a general talked me out of it. But here, I, in my hand, I'm just I'm waving this, this uh, battle attack plan that shows that it was a good idea to attack Iran. And so the government is going to be able to play that tape for the jury. The problem the government has, of course, aside from the fact that this is Florida, uh, and a lot of folks like Trump in Florida, the jury pool will not be similar to the the uh, political makeup of the jury pool, say, in New York City or Washington, D.C. And also, we, we now know the judge assigned to this case is a Trump appointee who ruled in his favor in various respects in, in a, a last year's litigation. Uh, the, the fact is, Trump's lawyers are able to make the argument that the DOJ is weaponizing the criminal justice system. They know Donald Trump would be a formidable opponent for uh, Joe Biden. They want to get him out of the way. And really, is this espionage? Yeah, he was bragging. It was great judgment. But it's not like he sold nuclear secrets to the Russians. That's going to be the defense by Donald Trump. So many things I want to follow up on what you said, but I'm always looking for perspective. And I'm looking for a way to signify how serious these charges are. And one of the those ways is to look at the possible penalty. If he's convicted, is prison time likely? Well, prison time is probably likely, but not nearly the 20 years that they're charging him with, although multiple counts have this 20-year figure attached. If you look at other similar cases in the last few decades of misusing confidential documents, especially when somebody doesn't have a track record of committing crimes, they don't get anywhere near 20 years. I think from Trump's perspective, of course, it doesn't matter whether he gets two years or 20 years in terms of his political standing. It would be, it would be fatal to his, uh, his political ambitions. So I think his, his job is simply not to do a plea deal, uh, but to just get this uh, over and done with, uh, get a win. He wants to push it off as far as possible, though, uh, because it seems like the strategy by the various prosecutors is to stuff these trials uh, solidly into the political calendar next year. Uh, the judge up in the Stormy Daniels case in New York City is saying, hey, we're going to have this trial in March. Uh, the judge, uh, the, the prosecution in the Miami case, they're saying we want the trial even before that, whereas Donald Trump is going to try to push uh, to have these things happen after the election. And at that point, if he wins the November election, 
going to be in a much stronger position in terms of the trials, in part because as crazy as this sounds, some constitutional scholars are saying this is all uncharted territory, but if he's convicted after he's elected, it's possible the court system would say, sir, finish your term. The American public wants you for four more years, and when you're done, we'll be waiting for you at prison. It sounds unbelievable, but that is actually a theoretical possibility. That is fascinating, Royal. Absolutely fascinating. Now, we've all heard about the weaponizing the system. We have keep hearing that phrase uh, in pursuit of Donald Trump and, and this indictment. But is is it possible that the DOJ is also investigating other people, whether it's Biden's or whoever else on the Democratic side of things, but just simply don't have the overwhelming evidence like they do in this yeah, case? I, that's a good point. And I think that's what the Department of Justice would say. For example, one of the things that Trump's defenders are, are rolling out and that will continue to argue is, hey, what about Hillary Clinton? She destroyed 30,000 emails. She says it was accidental, and nobody accuses her of being Bill Gates. Uh, so who knows? Maybe it happened. But as to the 30,000 that, that they did recover, there were hundreds of classified documents. And the decision was made by James Comey famously in that press conference, I think in July 2016. He said, all right, she did this wrong, that wrong, but it doesn't come to the level of a prosecutable crime. And as a result, we're not going to go after her. And so the Republicans are going to say, you know what? It's just not fair. Uh, it's a double standard. And, and clearly you have a prosecution that just wants to get Donald Trump out of the way. ABC's Royal Oaks is with us. You pointed out earlier the judge in this case is a Trump appointee. Should she recuse herself? Well, it's going to be argued by the Department of Justice that she should because she made some decisions last year in a Trump case uh, that were overturned by the Court of Appeal, uh, Court of Appeals. But she's not going to do it because in federal court, unless you, you know, own General Motors stock and GM as a defendant or your cousin is a party to the case, forget about it. Uh, she's going to stay on the case. State court system is different. Sometimes you can strike judges without proving that they are prejudiced. But in federal court, I think uh, the DOJ is stuck with this Judge Aileen Cannon, and that's a big factor in uh, Trump's favor. I keep coming back to wondering why he was clinging to the documents. Is it just an ego thing? Is it just a, so I could show these off to the reporter? Is it, uh, do we have any idea? Probably a combination of an ego thing. We know that he likes to brag about stuff. Uh, and also, probably, uh, he's not familiar with all of the ins and outs of the Presidential Records Act and the Espionage Act. He, he is not a lawyer. Uh, he doesn't like to get involved in legal stuff. Uh, and bottom line is the DOJ is going to portray him as somebody who doesn't really care about whether he's breaking the law. They're going to say that he told his lawyer, Everett Corcoran, hey, you know, it'd be nice if somebody would, you know, pluck these documents out of the file that the DOJ is trying to get. Um, but you know, it, it, we can try to psychoanalyze him, but probably that's going to be up to the jury to try to figure out what was in his mind. Because unless you can prove intent to commit these crimes, uh, most of them anyway, then you can't really convict him. ABC's Royal Oaks. Thank you so much, Royal. We appreciate it. You bet. All right. So tomorrow, Donald Trump is in that courtroom in Miami. We will have live coverage. You can count on it here at WTMJ, WTMJ.com and the WTMJ mobile app. Two o'clock our time is when he's slated to be in court. He will get there, obviously, before that. We don't know if he'll speak. We don't know if his legal team will speak. But you will have full coverage here on WTMJ. It's going to be a crazy circus. Never miss a single moment from Wisconsin's afternoon news thanks to Geist Garage Doors. You can now listen to the show anywhere you get your podcasts. 
Apple, Spotify, Google, WTMJ.com, and more. All the big interviews, serious topics, and fun conversations. We've got you covered all the way through. It's right at your fingertips. The Wisconsin Afternoon News Podcast, presented by Geist Garage Doors. Don't think twice. Call Geist.